Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 27 minutes to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. Energy from an Australian-owned company that is Lumo SA. Mark Bosnich joining us after 8 o'clock this morning to chat all things Nestori, Erin Kunda, but also uh, the UEFA Champions League. You can watch all of the Champions League, Europa League and Conference League on Stand Sports. Sign up now at stand.com.au slash football. The matches return next week, so the 25th of November. Mark Bickley, we are in here thanks to Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale on now. Yeah, really looking forward to some Sheffield Shield cricket today. The, the Redbacks are backing up their unbelievable performance against Queensland at the Gabba. So they head to WA. So they're going to take on the, the Western Australians over there. If they are successful over there, which they will go over with some confidence, uh, they'll move to pretty much the top of the table, which would be fantastic. We haven't sort of said that too often in more recent times about the Redbacks. So some nice things happening there. This is Jake Lehman talking about the importance of defeating the Warriors. I think they've got a really good, solid team that, that they play every week and, and they rely on their bowlers and they've got good uh, probably seven or eight bowlers, to be honest with you. So I think it's it's the consistency with the bat, not to have that, that session that where we where we have lost three or four wickets in a group. Um, you know, WA are always going to play four days of high cricket and we just need to match that. Uh, in particular with the bat, I think. Before we head to Tony Bamford, who is one of our mates, fair dinkum internet without the fuss. It was interesting yesterday listening to Tasmania's very own Brent Costello talking about the state of play for Tasmania's AFL team. The thing is that the more you put in place, the harder it is to kill. And, and that's my sort of opinion mm. of it all as well. I think it's just come too far now. As it stands today, we've got a provisional licence in our hands. And I've said this a number of times, I just can't see the day where we hand that back. It would just be a terrible day for Tasmania, yep. really, I think, if we handed back a, a licence. So I think we will get there. It's just going to be a, a bit of a long journey to do so. Bix, do you reckon Brendan Gale is the obvious choice for CEO because of his connection to Tasmania, but also um, if he, I mean, from what we're led to believe, he's had a crack at a few jobs in the AFL, and if it's not that for him, then potentially it's looking after Tassie. Yeah, look, you don't know... People's personal circumstances. You know, does he, what's his family situation? Does he want to leave Melbourne? Uh, you know, if he's if he doesn't want to leave Melbourne, he's got a he's got a plum job there at Richmond. Who are looking to reset? He's climbed the mountain. They've had this period of sustained success. Uh, what does he want to do next? Does he want to go through that sort of period again? Does he want to rebuild and reboot and see if they can go again, or is he maybe looking for a new challenge? Let's have a listen to Brent's thoughts on that. I think it all lines up pretty well. Obviously. Um, yeah, his time at Richmond, you'd think, would come to a close at some point. And I think it'd just be a really attractive opportunity for him to be able to, to come home potentially and, and work in his home state in such a important and key role. I, I, I haven't spoken to him directly about it, but um, speaking to a few people in the know, I think that's he, he certainly would be their number one target. And, um, yeah, whether he's interested or not, it's another story. But, um, 
I think it'd be a really attractive position, that's for sure. Well, Tasmania are going to be looking for a lot of young kids if they want to build their team, if and when they come into the competition. And a lot of young kids will find new homes, their first ever AFL home. It all starts Monday, the 20th of November with the 2023 AFL National Draft. And we thought we would get on um, someone who certainly knows a lot about the young recruits making their way into the AFL system. It's a Sandfall Under-18 team and Talent Academy coach. Tony Banford, bangers, good morning to you. It's an exciting time for young South Australians. Yeah, it is. Good morning, guys. It's uh, only a few sleeps away now. So, um, no, exciting time for all the all the players and their families. Tony, let's talk about the, some of the South Australian prospects. I think most people agree that Will McCabe will probably be the first name called out. He's tied to Hawthorne with the father-son. After that, what do you think it looks like? Who are some of the names that we, uh, we should be keeping an eye out for? Yeah, I think everyone's... Um, pretty set for Will to be the first SA lad. Um, look, to be honest, after that, you could probably throw a blanket over three or four guys mm. in Taylor Goad, Jack Deline, um, Kane McAuliffe and Ash Moyer, I think. Um, any one of those four guys, are, in my opinion, are probably next in line. Um, but to, given the recent interest in Taylor Goad, I think he might be I wouldn't be surprised if he's the second SA mm. lad to be called out of that four. So, yeah, any one of those guys, it's um, you just never know on the night uh, what club, what a particular club wants at that certain pick. But, um, yeah, whoever gets any of those guys are going to get a good footballer. Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> I had those those four names written down in front of me. Let's start with Taylor Goad. 206 centimetres. He's not your traditional 206-centimetre uh, player who sort of taps the ball or takes a mark. He is quite mobile. He's quite quick. And he's late to footy, so you're right. I think there's a lot of interest there because mm. there's so much blue sky. Well, it's they're just very rare to find these kinds of players. There's not many in the draft, um, and they sort of only come around once every two or three or four years, really. Um, and the fact that he can run so fast is just so um, appealing to mm. AFL clubs to... Every time you hear an AFL coach speak these days, it's about speed. <laughs> so um, to have a guy that size who's really mobile, who hasn't played much football when you look at his his development profile over the last four years compared to other guys his age, the, the upside's enormous. So, yeah, there's, there's lots of interest in, in Taylor. Um, he, he, he sort of will be a, a mixture of Luke Jackson, um, De Koning, and... Um, probably a little bit of Max Gorn as well. So that sounds pretty pleasing, doesn't it? <laughs> That's not a bad cocktail. Um, let's talk about <laughs> Kane McAuliffe because he's got such a beautiful leg and he's clearly done some work before the the, the draft combine as well because he had some really good results in the, um, uh, the 2K and some of the speed results. So I think he's an attractive prospect for a lot of clubs. He can play through the middle. He can also play across halfback. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that, Vix, because um, I'm so proud of Kane and what he's been able to do um, this year. He worked his butt off for us at the chance, playing as, a, as an inside ball-winning mid. And in his defence, he's never tested well um, because he's always carried some, he carried some groin problems and some other niggles just at really bad times of the year when we did, when we did our testing. So there's always been AFL clubs um, saying, you like the way he plays, but we're not sure he's got the athletic profile mm. to play at a higher level. So to Kane's credit, he, he absolutely went to work when his season finished with North Adelaide 
and, and he was training training his butt off, and he went to Melbourne and tested unbelievably well. So yeah, I couldn't be happy with Kane, and I just hope he gets his chance um, to to be drafted. I'm sure he will. I try to get his chance to to make a AFL career. Great kid from the country. He's got some really good life skills, having moved away from family at a young age. Boarding house. He's one year had one year out of school now. So um, yeah. Thrilled for him to be in this, uh, this position to get this opportunity uh, in the draft coming up. And, the, and Aston Moyer, you mentioned him. He's such a hard one to judge. I saw him play last year and he was touted as being a really high pick. Hasn't quite worked out for him so much this year. Where do you t- tell us about him as a player, first and foremost? Um, probably the, uh, would be equal with probably the most naturally talented player. Mm. Uh, skillful player I've ever coached, to be honest with you, Dix. Wow. He, he kicks the ball beautifully well, both sides of his of his body. Um, he actually says he hasn't got a preferred foot, and you, and you think he's joking, but he's actually serious. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it, when it comes to the, the, the technical aspect of the game, he ticks all the boxes at a really, really high level. Unfortunately for Ash this year, he just wasn't able to get his body right in the middle part of the year. He had a niggling hip problem. Um, and I think if Ash was really honest, he would say that he probably didn't handle the expectation coming off a really, really good under-17 year as much as, as well as he probably would have liked. Mm. And that can happen. That, that's happened before with players. I mean, Harry Lemmy had a really good under-17 year and didn't really um, hit, his, hit his peak as an 18-year-old. It can happen with these boys because they have such wonderful under-17 years. They, they get so much media attention and exposure. Sometimes that pressure can sort of impact them a little bit, but... Ash is a great kid. He works really hard on his game. Um, he just has to has to hopefully get a chance to play. And, and once he goes into the AFL system, the, the coaches are going to be amazed by, by his skill sets. Mm. I actually went and watched him train when he had a, a week down in Adelaide and he looked like he fitted in, like he yeah. looked, already looked like a seasoned player. I'm just interested. You mentioned he was the yeah. equal most talented player. Who's he equal with? Uh, <laughs> a few years ago. A few years ago now, we had a, a young lad, Indigenous boy. Um, he's now playing league football at Central's, Isaiah Dudley. Uh, yeah. He was he was equally as talented as, as Ash. Mm. Uh, Bangers, before we let you go, Bix mentioned this earlier, and it'd be great to get your take in. In regards to the, the depth of South Australian talent, is this a cyclical thing where in a few years' time we might have the same kind of approach that we did to the draft, having a Lukosius, a Rosie, a Rankin, all in kind of the, the top five or ten? Um, or is it just almost luck of the draw? No, it certainly happens on a cycle. If you if you look at it closely over the you know, go back in history, and Kevin Sheen will tell you every time you talk to him about it, every state gets their turn. Um, and, and, you know, our turn will come again in a couple of years. Next year, next year it might be WA. Uh, the year after that, it might be a big country, and then it might be us again. And you just never know. Um, so while, while this is, you know, uh, I don't like to use the word um, weak draft. There's certainly some really, really good players in this draft. It's just a bit shallow, that's all. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we'll get our turn again. And, and when it does, we have to... Have to make sure that uh, we keep the players fit and healthy so they can showcase. Mm. Tony, we uh, thank you for your time and uh, yeah, <clears throat> and all your work you do with the, the young talent that is available to you. And it's, uh, um, I bet it's, it's a great job and very rewarding. And, and a lot of those sort of fruits come through on draft night where your chest must puff out a little bit. Yeah, it is an exciting time. Um, you, you want the best for all your players. Um, but, you know, the guys who don't get a chance mm. to 
to go into the AFL system, we've got eight very, very good sample clubs to go back and, and find their feet at. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great job if you play Bix, and I'm really lucky to be in this position. Thanks for your time, Tony Bamford. Of course, um, an asset to South Australian football, and one of our mates in score a mobile deal as good as a Sam Kerr worldie with mate. It is quarter to eight on SENSA. Next, Bix, it's quick Bix time. Oh, dear. Challenge today, a real challenge. Okay. It's got to do see if I'm up to it. with entertainers. Yeah, well, it's probably not my strong suit. You are one of them. <laughs> That's a very loose term. Doesn't matter. We'll see how we go after this.